Welcome to Expresso Crime, a podcast all about crimes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Expresso Crime. So glad you're here. Today's episode, we will start with two cases currently trending and then go into the background and timeline of the freeway killer with crime trivia to follow. The first trending case is with the author Alice Siebold, who's now apologizing to the man who was wrongfully convicted of raping her. The author published Lucky the Memoir in 1999 after being raped in 1981. On November 24th of this year, Anthony Broadwater, the man who is portrayed in her novel under the fictional name of Gregory Madison, who was convicted with first-degree rape and five other charges in this case, was exonerated on November 24th in New York State Supreme Court. Anthony Broadwater served 16 years in prison at the time Siebold identified him as her rapist on the witness stand, and an expert said microscopic hair analysts linked him to the assault. The analyst used in 1982 case has been has since been debunked as junk science by the Justice Department. The second trending case is with Evie Toombs from the UK and is a para-jumping star. She was born with a medical condition where the spine of a baby and the spinal cord fail to develop in the womb. This results in a gap in the spine. She's now 20 years old and has sued her doctor for allowing her to be born. She claimed in her lawsuit that the doctor did not advise her mother properly to take vital supplements before she got pregnant. She has now been awarded millions in damages. And now for the background and timeline of the freeway killer with crime trivia to follow. William Bonin, born January 8, 1947, was the second of three sons born to Robert and Alice. William's parents were alcoholics and his father was a compulsive gambler who was physically abusive towards his wife and children. Williams and his brother were severely neglected as children and were often fed and given clean clothes by neighbors. In addition, the neighbors were often placed in the care of their grandfather, a convicted child molester who had sexually abused his daughter, William's mother, when she had been a child and teen and who is known to have sexually abused his three grandsons. In 1953, at the age of six, William's mother placed her sons in an orphanage in an effort to protect her children from their father's physical violence. However, this orphanage was known to severely discipline the children it housed for minor and major breaches of conduct, with the punishments including severe beatings and partial drownings in sinks filled with water. At the age of nine, he returned home to live with his parents, and a year later, he was arrested for stealing vehicle license plates and was placed in a juvenile detention center for various minor crimes. While housed at this juvenile detention center, he was repeatedly physically and sexually abused by several people, including his adult counselor. In 1961, William's parents relocated to California to avoid foreclosure of their home. Shortly after moving, William's father died from liver disease. While living there, William molested his younger brother and several neighborhood children. Many of these children were lured into the home with the promise of alcohol, and all of his known victims were younger than he was. William is known to have committed several acts of robbery, petty theft, and grand theft in his teenage years. Following high school graduation in 1965, William got engaged, mostly being pressured by his mother who believed marriage would solve what she felt were problems with his sexuality. That same year, William joined the U.S. Air Force, later serving five months of active duty in the Vietnam War, logging over 700 hours of combat and patrol time. 
William later claimed that his experiences in Vietnam had instilled a belief within him that human life is overvalued. William later claimed to have engaged in consensual sexual relations with males and females in Vietnam. He also later admitted to sexually assaulting two fellow soldiers at gunpoint. William served three years in the Air Force before he received an honorable discharge in October 1968. Upon his discharge, he returned to California to live with his mother and then married his fiancée, where they soon divorced. On November 17, 1968, at age 21, William sexually assaulted a youth and then sexually assaulted three more boys and youth over the following four months. The victims of these four assaults were aged between 12 and 18, and in each assault, he bound or otherwise restrained his victim and also tortured them as well. In early 1969, William was arrested as he attempted to restrain a 16-year-old youth who he had lured into his vehicle. He was accused of five counts of kidnapping, four counts of sodomy, and one count of oral sex, and one count of child molestation against the five youth he had abducted and assaulted. William pled guilty to molestation and forced oral sex and was sentenced to the state hospital in 1971. While detained at the hospital, William was given examination and it was revealed that he had a higher than average IQ at 121, along with displaying traits of manic depression and had damage to the prefrontal cortex of his brain. William was sent to prison, having been declared unsuitable for further treatment, largely due to his repeatedly engaging in forceful sexual activity with male inmates. On June 11, 1974, he was released from prison after doctors concluded he was no longer a danger to the health and safety of others. On September 8, 1974, three months after his release from prison, Williams stopped and picked up a 14-year-old hitchhiker. The teen was taken back when William asked if he was gay, and when asked to stop the car, William pulled out his gun and drove the teen to a des- deserted field. When he ordered the teen to undress, he then beat and raped him. After assaulting the teen, William began to strangle him with his own t-shirt, then immediately became apologetic when the teen started screaming. He then drove the teen home before casually saying, we'll meet again. The teen immediately told his mother of the rape and she called the police. Two days later, William attempted to abduct a 15-year-old. He offered the teen $35 for sex, which the teen rejected. With the rejection, William tried to hit him with his vehicle. William was charged with the back-to-back crimes, and on December 31, 1975, he was sentenced to serve between 1 and 15 years imprisonment to be served at the California Men's Facility. He was released from the detention center on October 11, 1978. Upon his release, he moved to an apartment complex a mile from his mother's home and started to work as a truck driver. He was also known among teenage boys in his neighborhood as someone who would let them socialize and drink in his apartment along with buying alcohol for them. Whilst living at the apartment, he dated a young woman and also became acquaintances with a 43-year-old neighbor who he then met two young males through who will play a part in his future with. William started his murder spree on August 5, 1979, by killing a 17-year-old boy by stabbing him 77 times. This is just the start of his roadside terror, and in order to minimize the chances of a victim escaping, William removed all inner handles from the passenger side and rear doors of his van and equipped it with items to restrain and torture his victims. It was literally a torture chamber on wheels. 
At the end of August, he killed a 15-year-old and then went into September by killing a 17-year-old and finished the year off by killing another 17-year-old. In 1980, the terror continued, killing a 12- and 15-year-old on February 3rd. On March 14th, he killed a 19-year-old, and six days later, he killed a 14-year-old. Two days later, he killed a 14- and 15-year-old. On April 10th, he killed a 16-year-old, and on the 29th of April, he killed a 19-year-old. On May 18th, he killed a 17-year-old, and on June 2nd, he killed an 18-year-old. His victims are usually male hitchhikers, schoolboys, or male sex workers who either lured in or forced into his van. When they then were overpowered and bound, they were sexually assaulted, beaten, and tortured before being killed, normally by being strangled with their own shirt. He normally killed in his van and then discarded the bodies alongside the freeway, which is where the nickname the freeway killer comes from. In at least 12 of these murders, William was assisted by one or more of his four known accomplices. Two of these accomplices were who he had met through his 43-year-old neighbor. William was arrested on June 11, 1980 and was sentenced to death. William was executed on February 23, 1966 at the age of 49. Thanks for listening to the timeline and background on the Freeway Killer and now on to crime trivia. And now for crime trivia which is going to be true or false today. Are you ready? Let's give it a go. Okay number one true or false the Canadian serial killer known as the pig farmer is serving a life sentence. Okay, let me break this down again. You're going to have to reread the question. Number one, true or false, the Canadian serial killer known as the pig farmer is serving a life sentence. Yes, true. That would be false. So he admitted to killing 49 women and feeding them to his pigs, but he has only been charged with six murders and he is eligible for parole next year. Wow. Yes. Number two, true or false? They know who murdered Las Vegas crime boss Bugsy Siegel. Hang on. Maybe I'm going to say this one again as well. True or false? They know who murdered Las Vegas crime boss Bugsy Siegel. I'm going to say false. That is right. Number three, true or false? The son of Sam terrorized New York City during the 70s, but they caught him. So he terrorized them in the 70s, and then he was caught. Um, well, they caught someone. True. That is true. And so, let's go back to that second one again. Okay. What, can you read it one more time? True or false? They know who murdered Las Vegas crime boss Bugsy Siegel. Who's they? You got it right. Yeah, I know, but I feel like if if you're a big crime boss, someone probably knows who's done it. They're just not. They're not going to go and tell the police. Like, ooh. The authorities, Ollie. No, they are. No loopholes here, please. But someone knows, and it's probably already been dealt with. Yes, but. And revenge back again. And again. And again. Okay. True or false, the Jimmy Hoffa disappearance case remains unsolved. So that means that people could know, but 
As far as the authorities go, it's unsolved. Well, yeah, that one made sense because you said the case remains unsolved. So is so, that true or false? That is true. That is correct. True or false, the Zodiac Killer terrorized San Francisco during the late 60s and even sent messages to the media but has yet to be caught. True. That is true. Number six, true or false, the Black Dahlia murder still captivates attention but remains unsolved. True. That is true. I tried to watch that film but couldn't get into it. Not really. Number seven. True or false? The dating game killer is still unsolved. False. That's correct. And when this episode is aired, I think we'll have already talked about the dating game killer. Good to know. So, just a very random relevant piece of information. If you missed missed that episode, you can go back and re-listen. Exactly. Not sure the name or the episode. Okay, I'm going to stop while I'm behind. Number eight, true or false? No one knows Jack, Jack the Ripper's real name. True. That's false. False? Yes. Why? Well, if I wanted to be like you, I'd probably be like, well, his mother would know. <laughs> okay. Number Yeah, no, no one knows Jack the Ripper's real name. That's false. Someone does. They obviously know. Oh, but the authorities don't. I would assume the authorities do. So what? What answer you write down? False. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. True or false, no one knows Jack the Ripper's real name. Answer, false. Why is that false? They don't know who it is. They know his real name. Who does? Is... Google it. Was an unidentified serial killer. Okay, so that should be true then. So no one knows his name? I don't think so. Okay, moving on. True or false? The Chicago Tylenol murderer is in federal prison. Um, false. That's correct. Number 10. Where are they? I don't know. Maybe they're not captured. This is just a fun little true or false. We don't do backstories. I want to learn. Number 10. True or false, the Canadian car killer and murderer has been apprehended. True. That is correct. Okay. That's true or false. Done for the How day. did I get in that one? You got... I don't know. That felt like a dominant display. Okay, number two you got right. Number three I believe you got right. I feel like you got a lot right. You should start keeping score. That's your job. You're the quiz master. I'm not. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to this very hot mess episode. <laughs> Yes, thank you for listening to me win. Goodbye.